On today's episode, we are going to take a quick look at four things we should know about Tesla's earnings. Some are good, some are bad. Let's get started. So Tesla reported earnings yesterday after the market closed. It did close up about 2.2% and right now pre-market the stock is up 1.7%. So normally it does seem like earnings were pretty strong. So let's see how it's going. So the first thing we're going to take a quick look at is their financial summary. And I think there are some impressive stuff here. I do want to say I have a small position in Tesla right now. So right now the stock they report 97% year over year revenue growth in the automotive segment. I think that's huge, huge growth. But we got to remember, right, same time last year, uh, there might have been a bit of a delays due to COVID situation. So obviously the huge growth is coming because same time last year, there wasn't that much growth happening. One thing that I uh, one thing that I do think it's pretty impressive is this company did, does have regulatory credits, right? Uh, and this is one thing that we get a lot of bears always kind of dismissing Tesla that the only reason this company has ever been gap profitable is because of regulatory credits, right? We can see same time last year they had about 428 in regulatory credits and gap net income was about 104 million. So Again, the only reason they were profitable then was because of those regulatory credits. Same thing for quarter three of 2020, same thing for quarter four of 2020, quarter one of 2021, right? The only reason they have been net income profitable, gap profitable has been because of those regulatory credits. This time, this quarter has been the first time in the past four or five quarters that this company is profitable in net income even if you dismiss the regulatory credits. And I think that's, that shows that's pretty impressive for sure, right? Because this has definitely been one of the biggest talk points from most bears. Uh, so pretty, pretty impressive. Some other things I want to take a quick look at in the financial summary is their automotive gross margins are improving right now. It's sitting at 28.4% compared to same time last year, which was 25.4 and compared to a year, uh, a quarter ago, which was 26.5. So overall financial summary is going pretty well. At the same time though, vehicles average sale price have declined by 2% as Model S and Model X deliveries were reduced. So the Model S and the Model X are Tesla's most, I want to say currently, higher priced vehicles. Uh, So the average sale price is decreasing um, during quarter two. And they're also now China makes up a good portion of their vehicles and China has lower average sale price uh, and they have become a larger percentage of their mix. So something to keep in mind of, right? So, all right. So the second thing we're going to take a quick look at is the overall supply chain and some of the issues Tesla is having at the moment. But before we go any further, guys, let's take a quick listen to today's sponsor. A great reason why I'm able to provide so much content to you guys for free. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. The Motley Fool is a company that provides investing insight and stock recommendations for investors of all skill sets and risk levels. You guys know I love finding new investing tools and resources to help me scout out new growth stocks and right now i have a discount for one of my favorite services the fool offers through the motley fool stock advisor services you get access to ton of expert stock picks every month you'll get two new picks that are aimed at growing your wealth and to help you realize your financial goals stock advisors average stock picks have done amazing returns if growing your money is something you'd like to do more of this year, you can visit fool.com slash Jose Naharo or click on the link below for access to my special offer and decide if the stack advisor is right for you. Thanks again to The Motley Fool and now on to today's video.
On the shareholder call on Monday, Musk said that a big struggle this quarter was to procure enough modules that control the airbags and seatbelts in Tesla vehicles. That's pretty insane, right? That's definitely not something we've heard about recently with a lot of vehicle companies. We're seeing just the overall semiconductor shortage, uh, but this is another issue that should be kept in in it should be kept in the back of the minds the lack of supply limited the company's production both in fremont california and in shanghai so this company could have actually done more vehicles and have probably even stronger revenue growth if they didn't lack this overall module another thing that they do mention is that the overall they're still having supply chains in particular global semiconductor shortage and poor congestion right so due to covid situations there was a huge delay in like a lot of exports and imports so overall ports right now are congested which is kind of delaying the overall process so this is something that they continue that continue to be present in quarter two it might be present in quarter three a bit um, but with global vehicle demand at record levels component supplies will have a strong influence on the rate of their delivery growth for the rest of the year uh, so tesla is still saying hey we're still having global shortage right now there's a huge demand we probably could do better if we had enough products uh, but right now we're doing to the best of our ability something to keep in mind uh, i mean especially now as i'm driving right now outside it, it, i'm obviously i drive outside i see so many more teslas on the road Tesla and this team do have a plan to kind of help out with some of this shortage. For example, some of the conduct, semiconductors and batteries are both cells are both used in their cars and in their energy storage products. So Tesla is kind of overshooting on cell supply for vehicles. Uh, so they're ordering a little bit more than they think they need. But that's okay because if they don't need it, they end up using it for um, the making of some of their energy products. Uh, so I do think that's pretty smart and I think it's pretty cool how, how some of these sales are used in multiple products in different segments. So the third thing investors should keep an eye out is the overall outlook the company gave. So Tesla did mention over a multi-year horizon, they expect to achieve 50% annual growth rate in vehicles delivery. In some years, they may grow faster. They do expect 2021 to be the case. They also do mention that they have plenty of cash right now to kind of uh, fund any of their product Romax and long-term cap capacity expansion plans and other expenses, which is great. It doesn't seem like Tesla has any thoughts right now of really raising any type of funds. Uh, next, they do believe that they are on track to build their first Model Y vehicles in Berlin and in Austin by the end of 2021. And that's pretty impressive, right? Uh, I mean, that's only a few more months. And I feel like the Texas plant was only recently talked about. And for them to believe they are on track to f build the first Model Y there by the end of this year is pretty impressive. They do mention that to better focus on these factories and due to limited availability of battery sales and global supply chain challenges, they have shifted the launch of the semi-truck program to 2022. The final thing I think investors should keep an eye on is just some small updates. Another thing I do want to show, the, I think this is the final part, is the supercharger stations, right? I, I think it's pretty impressive how the growth is seen right now. There's about 2,966 supercharger stations, up 46% compared to the same time last year. But it has been growing every quarter. Again, you can just see the overall demand of EV vehicles. Uh, so right now, Tesla does seem... Uh, I mean, I thought earnings were super strong, but obviously the stock price didn't move much. And I, I, the only reason I can say is 
kind of all these stuffs were priced to perfection already um so I mean, in theory, the company did go up a nice over 3% uh, because it did went up 2% before the market closed and another 1.5 pre-market right now. So it, I do believe it was already priced to somewhat perfection. The stock did deliver. I, I mean, right now, I, I want to say the biggest issues, the biggest yellow flags for me are one average sales price are decreasing. So we might start seeing a decrease in overall profit margins. Two, how semi-supply shortage is going to continue on this company, right? So I think those are the two biggest yellow flags, yellow, yellow flags this company has for me. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care. Have a good night and see you next time.